This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome to the Center for Sports Studies podcast. My name is Kyle Sumner, a senior sport management major at Trine University. I want to welcome you to this week's podcast. On today's podcast, we have a recorded interview with South Southland Cubs account executive, Zach Booker. And we discuss his experience as a ticket representative with the Cubs. I hope you enjoy. So Zach, tell me about yourself. Like how'd you get into working in sports and specifically ticket sales? Um, it actually started off with me. Um, I actually went to trying to be a marketing major and I didn't realize that they had a sports management major. So I ended up changing majors and all that. And I, you know, I've always been a fan of sports. I used to play football and stuff. So then it just kind of progressed into me um, getting in with the local team from where I, where I live. So I just got in with them as just a seasonal employee. And then it eventually led to an internship. And then from there, it eventually led to a full-time job. Okay. So you said you were a seasonal employee. Do you just mean like something like a concessions worker and, um, yeah, so I, I just worked in their um, in their warehouse department, so I basically worked with food and beverage. Um, I actually applied for an internship there, but they said I was a little bit too young, which was fine. So I just decided to go a different route and try to get my foot in the door. Yeah, I really like that. And um, do you think that working as like in their warehouse, do you think that gave you a competitive advantage to other candidates for their internship? I believe so. After my first summer of working there, um, I got to know a lot about not only the organization, but the people that work there, because I tried to get close with them. You know, I tried to talk to them on a daily basis if I could. And sometimes, you know, they were busy and I couldn't do that, but I just tried to take, I knew they were busy. So I tried to take time out of my schedule to help them while I'm still, still doing my job. Um, I think it worked out great. And like I said, it, you know, got me a job today. So that's awesome. And could you tell me a little bit more about your internship experience? Cause I've heard really good things about the program that the Cubs have. Yeah. So I basically was there for the entire summer um, months of baseball. I missed the last couple weeks of the season, and I missed like the first couple weeks of the beginning of the season. Um, but other than that, I was there throughout the entire summer. Um, it was basically – I was basically doing almost all of sales except for season ticket sales. I was doing group tickets, corporate um, outings, you know, everything like that. Um, so the only thing I didn't do was season tickets, but that's only because I was going to be there for only five, four or five months. So they didn't think it was, you know, really necessary for me to do that. But just from doing group stuff, I mean, I learned a, a ton. And did they just kind of give you free reign? Like, did they tell you, hey, just go prospect and find some, like, and just make sales? Or do they give you structure to go about? And they basically kind of asked you to go in and just close the door. So when it first started, most of us that were interns hadn't had pretty much any experience or if any at all mm -hmm. um, with sales. So the first couple of weeks, we kind of went through um, a sales pitch and we kind of talked about the basics about if someone gives you a no on the phone, like to set up a meeting or something, how can you get around that no and turn it into a yes? So we kind of went over some of the basics. We didn't go too in depth, but just some of the very basics just to get our feet wet. Um, and then after a couple of weeks, Andy, which was my boss and he's still there, he was really the one that basically told us, you know, here's some list of people of companies you guys can call. You guys have some past lists that should get your feet wet. You know, they're pretty familiar, the people that came out previous seasons. So those should be a pretty much a shoe in. And then he gave us a list of new people that, hey, they came out maybe a couple years ago, but they haven't been out. So here, try to do this. So that was a little bit of um, 
less it was less warm than the other um the other sales pitches i guess and then we did have some cold calls in there that um i mean we tried our best and i mean we all had some some good ones all the interns there was i believe there was five interns and we all had a two or three maybe three or four that we like they were just cold calls that we reached out and we ended up getting so we all did pretty well that's awesome what do you think you guys did really well while doing those cold calls that allowed you to make the sale i think the thing that helped for most of us is that you got to make sure you stay professional and you just have to make a, sometimes it's hard to do, but when you're on the phone with a customer, you have to make it seem like you're personable. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is don't be too uptight and stuff. So when you're on the phone, just, you don't want to be too unprofessional and be too loose, but you just want to have a normal conversation with them. Hey, how's it going? You know, I know a little bit about this, about your company, you guys do this. And what one thing that helped me, and I think it helped two or three others. Um, there's only two interns that weren't from the area. So they didn't know a lot of the companies, but the other three of us, we are from the area. So we knew what these companies did and we knew their reputation in the community. So that kind of helped because that would be another, you know, another fact that we could sign in there. Like, Hey, we know you have a good reputation and stuff and we know that you want to keep that reputation up. So like, this would be a great way to have a, a group outing and you can show appreciation for your customers or for your employees. So we try to figure out those little things and throw them in there. But like I said, just being a little loose with the conversation, I think helped because if you're, if you're too uptight, I think people are going to sense that, especially when we know we're interns and if we don't do our job properly, people can probably sense that we're not very experienced. Mm-hmm. So I think being a little loose helped a bit. So do they just have you guys open up and say, Hey, we're employees with the South Bank Cubs or do they have you guys identify yourselves as interns? Um, no, we never identified ourselves as interns. Um, every now and then people would ask like, Hey, how long have you been there and stuff? Um, because after we would ask them about setting up a group, um, if they'd say yes or no or whatever, sometimes they'd want to know about our story. So we'd just give them a quick rundown and everything. So sometimes we would tell them, but we didn't go out of our way to tell them that we just told them, Hey, we work for the Southman Cubs in the sales department. And you know, that was basically it. Yeah. That must have been really cool to kind of be given that trust and that faith by the organization and say, hey, you guys can represent our organization and you guys don't have to kind of sugarcoat it or say that, hey, we're not fully with the team. We're just kind of interns right now. So it must have been really cool to be able to have that, just kind of that luxury of being able to just identify yourself as an employee. Right. What were some things that you learned over that process from when you first started in the summer, when you like took those classes on sales? to the end of the summer when you were um, like when you, by the end, when you were like near the end of your internship, I know you touched on some of it earlier, but what were just some things you came in expecting and that ended up not being the case? So for me, I knew, and I'm sure the other interns um, could attest to this that I worked with, but I know for me, when I first came in there, I knew sales wasn't going to be easy. I knew that coming in, but I thought some days would be easy and I figured some days, okay, I'm going to have challenges, but it's not going to be too bad. But by the end of it, you learn that, yeah, you do have some easy days. You know, you make some simple phone calls or you're doing um, computer work all day because you're trying to get all the groups set up because maybe you have a ton the next day. So you don't really make them any calls. But the one thing I did learn is you do have some days that are very challenging, not only just from the group aspect or from like, um, or from like a season ticket um, aspect, but just from like a customer service aspect. And what I mean by that is we would also be on the phones, just answering normal phone calls during the day and people can call in and they will say anything, something about their tickets, something about, 
they parked here and they shouldn't have paid this much money and they should be getting money back. I mean, there's just endless um, possibilities that they would, I don't want to say necessarily complain about, but they would raise or they bring these questions to us. And sometimes we didn't have the answers. So the one nice thing is that, you know, we could just tell them very nicely, Hey, let me put you on hold. Let me go find out that answer for you. Mm -hmm. So um, I think by the end of it, I got to learn that sometimes it can be more challenging than what you honestly think. Yeah. And it's more than just kind of pushing buttons, like pushing the right buttons, like with your sales, like toolkit and just kind of using the right phrases and just using the right approaches. It's more than that. It's a holistic job that revolves around more than just taking people's credit cards for tickets. Right. And I think one thing that um, it hurt the organization, but I think it helped the interns like myself because it kind of, it let it shed light on a new perspective, I guess. So we had a concert for our all-star weekend last summer when we hosted it and our opening or our main act, which was um, going to be the uh, pop singer Pitbull. He um, didn't show up and the fans are very upset. So the next week or two after that, we were getting very nasty calls on the phone and we were doing doing our best just to say, Hey, it's, you know, calm down, please. We're going to help you. Like we're not going to do wrong by you. You know, if he comes back or if we can get him back, we want to make sure that your ticket is completely free. You just got to turn in your old ticket and all this different stuff. And I know there's a couple of times that I never had this incident, but there was two other interns where they had someone that was just very, very nasty on the phone, just cussing them out. Mm-hmm. And they said, okay, well, let me, um, connect you to one of our managers or something. Um, Our manager, I think the one day wasn't in there. So the only two that were there in the office was the president and the VP. So we went and talked to them and we said, Hey, this lady is acting up. Like we don't know how to calm her down. Like we're trying to tell her everything we can do. And she just, you know, she's very upset, which we get, you know, we weren't discouraging people for that because we understand it. Yeah. Um, But we transferred her over to the VP and, you know, he took care of it and stuff. So it was just nice that, even though we didn't have the experience, if we couldn't get something done, we could for sure pass on to, you know, our managers and stuff and we could kind of see how they handled the situation. And it's kind of a learning experience. It must've been really nice to just kind of have that access to the VP and to the president where you can just yeah, like walk into his door. Cause I know what, especially with the big organization, like the Cubs for mm-hmm. a lot of other big organizations, that probably wasn't the case for a lot of interns. Right. Yeah. I, I could be wrong because, you know, I've never worked in um, Major League Baseball, but I would imagine that it's harder to talk to the president and VP because they're going to be a lot more busy and stuff. They have a lot more meetings and everything like that. But I know in South Bend, since we're only a single A team, you know, we still have a lot of work to do. But it's nice because the president and VP, uh, my manager, which is he's the assistant GM and like the box office manager, they all have their doors open. Mm -hmm. The only time they really have them closed is if they're on like a meeting call or if they're talking to uh, like any of the Cubs representatives or anything like that. But most of the time their doors are open. So if you want to pop in say, you know, some days you could go in there, just have a casual conversation, but there's other days where you could pop and say, Hey, I'm having a problem. You know, Andy isn't here. Can you possibly help me? And they go, yeah, yeah. What do you need? And they just, you know, they'd be there to help. So that was really, that was really useful. In your experience, have you been able to do much like prospecting? Um, so when I started full time back in January, I was doing a little bit of prospecting. Um, so what happened when I went full time is I basically relearned some more sales steps, um, except it took a little bit longer. So instead of taking like a week when I was an intern, I think we did like three weeks 
of training. We still went on sales calls during the time, but we really didn't do any talking. We just went along for the ride. We'd introduce ourselves. Um, if we wanted to drop in, you know, a fact here and there to maybe help the sales call or help the sales pitch, you know, we could do that. But the first couple times we didn't really do anything. So that first three weeks that I started full time was just, you know, um, Andy was teaching us how to sell and he, he literally gave us a packet of different scenarios. And then we, um, kind of like what you guys are doing now, we just went through different scenarios and we acted out and role played it because most of us had never had that personal experience with it. Um, I know I only got it a couple times in personal selling with Carter Schneider. Um, so I didn't get too much exposure to it. And I think it's good that you guys are doing that because then when you actually go out there, um, there's been one time we practiced like a difficult situation. It wasn't necessarily difficult in the sense that I couldn't make the sale. It was just difficult because the person just kept wanting to talk and it's like, okay, like I need to get to the point because I got another call and you know, it was kind of tough like that, but we worked through that when we were training. So I kind of knew what to do. So I kind of winged them off that eventually and stuff, but mm. yeah. What were some tactics that you've learned like in your experience specifically with prospecting? Because we learned a lot of specific sales skills, but mm -hmm. prospecting is one of those things that's tough to fully understand and learn until you actually get the chance to experience it because it's a really case-by-case -case basis. So what are some things that you've been able to learn in your experience? So one thing that my boss taught me, which it seems pretty easy, but you really don't think about it because it's just, it's so simple. It would just go right past your, you know, right past your mind and you wouldn't think about it. But I know the one time um, me and Andy, we were on a sales call. This is when we were training and I think we like went to lunch or something, but we got a quick lunch. And then the next sales call that he was going on and I was going with him wasn't for like another hour. And I think we were over in like Elkhart and he goes, Hey, let's drive around, drive around to some companies and stuff. He said, we'll drive down, you know, back alleys, look for factories and stuff. And he's like, just write down the names. And I'm like, okay. So I wrote down the names and stuff. And then we also looked at people that were next to them. So like their competitors. So when we went to like the industrial parks, we looked for competitors and we were like, Hey, they're a season ticket holder. They have four full season seats or they have 16 uh, season seats. So then when we talk to them, we can tell them, Hey, we know you want to do good and we know you're in competition with like, I, I know one of our, um, one of our season ticket holders is Thor industries, I believe. Mm -hmm. And so the one time we went there, one of their competitors was Thor. So we could tell them like, Hey, Thor does this amount in this, they do advertising with us and you know, their sales they've said have increased and stuff. We want to do the same for you. We know you're a direct competitor. So it's kind of, you don't think about it, but just like driving around if you have free time, and trying to look at companies because sometimes you won't be able to find them on certain lists, whether it's a bought list or if they're not a chamber, like a chamber of commerce member, mm -hmm. um, or if they're like a small mom and pop shop and you've never heard of them. So, I mean, I think it's good sometimes just to drive around and maybe look and see where you're at and kind of see the area and see if anyone that you already have is similar to that, because then that's like a selling point too. Yeah. That's really interesting. I never even thought about just, something that simple and you'd be able to gain a lot of information like finding out competitors and stuff like that because that especially with a lot of business owners a lot of business owners are kind of competitive right and so when they hear that someone's doing this and they're succeeding because of it they might want to one up them and do more right exactly and we've had people do that before we've had a, um, a company that was that had like four season seats and i believe that we went to one of their competitors and 
they were almost sold. They were like right on the fence. They're like, well, we don't know if we want to spend the money. And we basically told them like, Hey, this is what they've been doing. They've been successful. And so far from what we've seen is that they're kind of beating you right now. So we kind of like, we didn't want to rub that in, but we kind of just made that kind of clear, like, Hey, they're beating you right now, but we think you can beat them. Mm -hmm. So they ended up doing, I think like eight season seats or something. Um, Andy was telling me this was like a year or two ago. So it was before I got there, but it was pretty interesting to see something like that happen. You just got to know how to swing the facts a certain way so that you're not necessarily upsetting it you know, um, a prospective customer, but you're just making them aware of maybe some of their faults that they can, you know, some of their negatives, they can turn into a positive. Yeah. That's smart. Just kind of pulling the right strings with the right people. Right. Right. Uh, what have been some of the rewarding parts about working in sports? Like obviously you you worked with the Cubs for like in the warehouse thing as an intern and now full time, like what's kept you with the Cubs for this long? So for me and I think a lot of people at the organization know this. For me, I like how close we are as an organization. Um, with COVID coming, we have had some people leave the organization and stuff, which it does suck, but, I mean, those people are going to move on. They were planning on moving on soon anyways. It, this just happened to, you know, make it quicker. Mm-hmm. But I know when I was working in the warehouse and as an intern, I just I created relationships with the people that have been there a while. Um, I try to learn from them and it just helped create, you know, certain bonds and stuff so that when I went to work every day, to me, it didn't feel like work. Yes. You had days that were slower and, you know, you didn't want to be at work or something, but even some of our long days where we'd get in at, you know, eight, nine o'clock and we wouldn't leave till 11 o'clock at night. It didn't even seem like a work day. It just went by so smooth because you're having fun with everyone. You're making sales. The fans are having fun because maybe we had a game that day. You know, it's just, to me, I like the atmosphere. And yeah. I think I helped do that for myself because me reaching out and creating those relationships. Um, I think if you, even if you don't necessarily like the job you're doing, I think it's very helpful to, uh, to create some relationships, even if it's only a couple, because those will help you get your job done and stuff. And you might have some good days. Because I know everyone always says that if you don't like what you're doing, then is it really a job or, or, you know, anything like that? Or they say, if you, if you love what you're doing, is it a job? So, you know, that's, that's how I view it. Like, yeah, it's a job, it's a paycheck, but I love what I do. And, you know, I I love the organization that I work for. Well, it's especially like I work for a, a, a baseball team too, for my internship. Like it's really cool. Like with any job, especially with your first job, you're going to have to put in those extra hours. You're going to have those long days but it's not the worst thing in the world to have long days at the ballpark in the summer with the game going on. Right. You're going to be in the office. It might as well be something cool like that in the environment that you enjoy with people that you enjoy. Mm -hmm. That's something that's kind of kept me on the side of looking for careers in sports. Right. And I know um, at the Cubs organization, this isn't like too work related, but I know like in the off season, every Monday we, um, we go bowling at one of the bowling alleys cause it's real cheap and stuff. Mm-hmm. So normally a lot of the people in the office will go bowl for an hour or two. We'll, you know, maybe have a couple beers and eat some food and just, you know, kind of have fun and everything because then we know this is the time where we can hang out with each other, you know, in the winter time and in the fall and early spring, yeah. because then when the summer hits, you know, we, we still like each other and stuff, but sometimes even the person you might be best friends with, you might butt heads with, because like I said, you could see them, four days in a row and each day you're seeing them for, you know, 13, 14 hours a day. So after a week, I mean, you've seen them, you basically live with them at the ballpark. So sometimes heads, 
So it's kind of nice in the off season when we can do stuff like that because it just, it kind of helps us unwind and helps kind of reconnect those relationships that might've gotten a little bit hurt during the season. So. Yeah. And uh, we kind of talked about the long hours and stuff, but what are some of the challenges that come with working in sports? Um, with long hours. I mean, like I said, one of the big challenges is, especially when you're answering the phone, not necessarily calling, but when you're answering the phone, a customer can literally throw anything at you and you think you have all the answers because I know for me at my desk, um, you know, I have maps of the stadiums and I have price points and I have parking and I have everything just laid out on my desk and on my bulletin board and stuff. But there's sometimes they'll ask a question that I'm like, I have no clue. Yeah. Give me a second and let me go ask my boss because for me, I've only been there a couple of years and you would think I would know most of it. And I do know most of it, most of the things at the ballpark. But every now and then a customer does ask me something that either we don't get asked often or um, I don't know the I don't know the answer. So then I have to find someone else. Um, so, I mean, that's always a challenge. And I mean, yeah, I, th- I think that the biggest challenge is just you don't know what customers are going to ask you. And then obviously long hours. But I mean, if you can work through those two, if you're good at customer service and if you're fine working long hours, I mean, I think you can have a career in baseball. Yeah, I remember during my internship, like within the first week someone called and I picked up the phone and they asked me what flavors of snow cones we have at the stadium. And this was right. like two weeks before our first game. And I'm just right. like, I didn't know people planned this far ahead for what the snow cones are going to have. But to the thing, it's, it's important to them in that moment. And so it's, it's tough to kind of maintain that professionalism and like be calm and cool right? while still trying to figure out the answer and not trying to come off like a person that just clearly doesn't know the answer. It's some of right. the problems. Right. So Zach, really appreciate you talking to me today. Uh, You gave me a lot of really good insight that I didn't have before. And I hope it helps a lot of the other listeners. So thank you. I really appreciate it. And for those of you that listen, thank you for joining today. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to check out our next episode on November 7th when Trine University senior sport management student Ryan Fisher interviews Ryan Roberts from Sports and Entertainment Travel. As always, we'd like to say a special thank you to producer Josh Hornbacher for his work behind the scenes. This is the Center for Sports Studies podcast, broadcasting from the Trine Broadcasting Network. For more information about the Center for Sports Studies, please visit trine.edu. Also be sure to like the Trine Center for Sports Studies on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TrineCSS. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.